welcome. I'm your host, Sanaya Sampson-Hill, and you're listening to Simmons University's monthly podcast, Simmons Under the Surface, a podcast by Simmons for Simmons. I want you to imagine this scenario. You're a sophomore in college and the world needs your help. What's the issue? Infant nutrition and breastfeeding around the world. If someone asked you to take on this challenge, would you do it? Well, this year, a group of students actually did during their winter break. The Simmons World Challenge is an experiential program like no other. Second year students are teamed up in small groups to address an interdisciplinary global issue that affects communities today. After spending two weeks researching all facets of the problem at hand, they are invited to present their solutions to the Simmons community and hopefully get their projects funded so that they can apply those solutions in real life. When I talked to the students and faculty about this year's challenge, they were very excited to share their experiences as they are nothing short of transformative. In this episode, we dive deep into what this year's challenge was all about, what the students did to address it, and why the Simmons World Challenge is such an important program. I hope you'll enjoy listening to this year's participants as much as I did, and that you'll learn something new about breastfeeding and want to share it with the world like I did. So I'm Lauren Wagner. I am a sophomore data science student, and I just completed the first half of World Challenge of January 2019. When I heard about this year's challenge, I was immediately interested in learning more about it. I spoke with a handful of students who participated this year, like Lauren, who gave me a pretty good breakdown on what it was. So World Challenge is a program at Simmons specifically for sophomores. Um, Historically, it's been 15 sophomores. It was, again, 15 sophomores this year. Um, And so what it is is all these sophomores come in during winter break, um, and we do a short but intense um, research project that has some sort of applicable solution to a world challenge that has been um, assigned to us. So this year, our challenge, so to speak, was infant nutrition and breastfeeding. Specifically, what we looked at was why the rates of breastfeeding in the United States and in Boston are so low compared to other places in the world. I was lucky enough to get multiple student accounts of this year's World Challenge. They all came from different majors and different levels of familiarity with the subject of breastfeeding. I spoke with Hallie and Darshell about the beginnings of their respective World Challenge experiences. I actually knew a lot about breastfeeding just because um, my mom has two children besides myself and they are very young so I was like around throughout her whole experience and my mom's also been very transparent with me about her breastfeeding experience with me so like infant nutrition um, and breastfeeding is something that I knew about from like a kind of like like it was just transferred knowledge because my mother was going through it and like I'm asking questions because I was like 14 when my little brother was born. So like I'm asking questions and she's answering them honestly. I'm at doctor's visits with her and I'm like experiencing this, but I didn't know the types of disparities that there were because of the type of care my mother was receiving. It was like really good. And um, she's a Haitian immigrant black woman. So learning about the disparities, learning about new things like chest feeding and like disability breastfeeding and stuff like that these were new to me i didn't know too much about breastfeeding i just kind of knew like the negative connotations with it like how women were not willing to do it in public how many people uncomfortable i knew that there was benefits to it like nutritional benefits but like Callie said i didn't know about the um 
like the disparities like I think the students who were attracted to this program in the first place were naturally inquisitive and are eager to explore ideas in deeper ways. One thing that I'm really passionate about is something called the gender-based data gap. Um, so that's all about data, data analytics, how there's so much less just pure data on women, women's issues, etc. So I was really excited um, about infant nutrition um, because obviously that's a topic that is applicable to women who have children and also other people who have children. Um, and since there is kind of an information a lack of information in this sphere and I was really interested in, I was really interested in seeing how you know data has an influence on it and what kind of data is there or isn't there and how myself now and possibly in the future could have an impact on this. I've always been interested in science and after coming to Simmons and like experiencing the intro science classes um, like the ones that you take first year and then it wasn't until last semester, surprisingly, I actually really enjoy organic chemistry <laughs> despite its reputation. And it got me thinking more about um, doing a biochemistry major, like the interface between biology and chemistry is, there's so many directions you can go with that. In addition, um, I started working at a lab at Children's and that research experience has really help solidify that I really do want to do science and after talking to a lot of um, upper um, juniors and seniors about what major they chose and why biochemistry, um, I decided that it's the right one for me. Um, I wanted to be a nurse like since the third grade I think. Um, when I was in the third grade my grandma was like in and out of the hospital. And she didn't speak English, so I translated for her a lot, so I was there. And I got to see, like, firsthand, like, what nurses do. And I, like, really liked, like, how they could, like, help people and how they helped my grandma and how I can help someone else's grandma someday. <laughs> that was Christina and Josephine, who, like the rest of the cohort, didn't know exactly what they were getting into, but got so much out of the experience and more. So there's this application process that goes into it. What do you have to do in order to get in? Uh, you had to fill out, you had to answer a few questions, send your transcript, and I also, yeah, and get recommendations. Yeah, so um, it's, yeah, it's basically, the application is basically finding out who you are and what you've done and figuring out what you can bring to the group because the whole intention of the program from what I understand is bringing people from different disciplines together to tackle an issue and have it be tackled from a wide range of backgrounds so that you have new solutions and you're having different people talking to each other and different approaches to a problem so the application process is less of like an intensive um, are you qualified XYZ type of situation, more so a who are you and what can you bring to the table type of thing. So they want to know how, why you're interested in it um, and also the types of things that you've done and um, what you plan to do and like your goals to get to know who you are as a person and also who you are as a researcher and as like a student and as a Simmons community member. So our teams were 
chosen for us by the professors after a series of like surveys that we had to fill out based on like our personality types and of course there's like the issue of like you think of yourself as a different person than you really are but I think those surveys really helped in making the groups because we had diversity um, and had people with different skill sets that could complement each other and keep the project moving forward so yeah I think that's also very important about this program because I like that it takes people from different backgrounds and doesn't just like leave you at a GPA and a name. It's more about who you are and what you can contribute instead of just assuming just because of your grades that you'd be good at this or that. So I thought that was very good about the program. Yeah. Infant nutrition is undoubtedly an issue that has affected us all at one point. I mean, of course, we were all infants once, right? My name is Sherry Ramirez. I'm a faculty member in the Department of Chemistry and Physics, and I teach chemistry and public health courses at Simmons. But the reason for addressing it this year was inspired by Sherry Ramirez, who, after giving birth to her daughter last year, had a hospital experience that left her with a lot of questions and concerns. I um, was uh, asked to help with World Challenge this spring um, because Professor Karen Teeley and I um, Karen, Professor Karen Tealy is from nursing, and I were already planning to teach the public health in Argentina travel course this year, and um, we were approached about incorporating World Challenge into that, so we were very excited about that opportunity, and so when we were coming up with topic ideas, um, we had a few good ones in mind, but over the summer, after my daughter was born, um, I started to talk to Karen about the experience that I had um, having given birth at a Boston area hospital and having had such a difficult time getting started with breastfeeding. And um, in my own journey trying to figure out what to do, um, I discovered that I wasn't alone and that it actually is a huge issue. And from the public health point of view, which I'm academically interested in, uh, we had several speakers who came to share their expertise with the World Challenge students so that they could have enough context to figure out what kinds of problems they wanted to approach for their projects. And um, we had Professor Lisa Brown from the nutrition department um, provide a really helpful overview of infant nutrition. And um, then we had some, some community representatives uh, from Vital Village, including peer counselors, um, who shared their experiences breastfeeding um, their their children and helping other women in their communities um, achieve their goals? So that was that was really neat. And we also had um, a speaker from the Baby Friendly Hospital Initiative, who's very familiar with that um, work. I was surprised to learn that not every hospital is baby friendly, but the number that are is growing. In 2018, over 25% of births occurred in over 500 baby-friendly facilities. There are 17 baby-friendly hospitals in Massachusetts. You can find a full list by state at babyfriendlyusa.org. Um, and, and we had a, a speaker that uh, is a transgender man who very kindly gave his time to, um, to discuss the challenges that he faced in the healthcare system um, with chest feeding his infant and uh, the barriers that existed to that because there were a lot of providers who were um, very um, negative and, and um, were not very encouraging about 
him his his goals and and what he wanted to accomplish, and um, so that was really. It was really powerful hearing his story, um, overcoming that, and successfully being able to to prove them wrong, mm-hmm. and also his his activism in the community to try to make sure that that, that doesn't happen to others who are in um, you know facing similar challenges. It's not every day that you get to explore an issue as pertinent as infant nutrition, and it's not every day you get the kind of freedom these students did performing their research and developing their own solutions. What was unique about this program was the hands-on approach by the students, paired with the mostly hands-off approach by the faculty and program coordinators. But they were terrific resources in helping the students ultimately create and navigate their own path to success. They blessed what we want, but they also gave really good input and advice, which helped shape our project a little bit, but it was more independent. Yeah, I think it's worth noting that like even though it's independent work, you're working independently with other students. So at no yeah. point do you feel lost and like alone. Like you're not if you're going through something, you have two or three other people who are going through it with you. Um, so the nature of the project is independent on the part of the students, meaning that the students aren't getting as much help or babying from the faculty, but it is very much group work because you are working closely with your peers for long extended periods of time and you are creating something at the end of the day. So I think that, um, like Darshell said, the professors were there for basically for moral support because they, as much as they contributed, they were very much like, we can't tell you what to do. This is a suggestion, but you don't have to take it. And some groups like didn't take certain suggestions, but took others. And it was, it was a very grown-up experience like this is the most grown-up thing I've ever had to do yeah it was challenging um but I think that's what they intended because we really kind of blossomed as a group and that's what really makes it unique rather than a project that you would do in class because you don't have that strong guidance telling you exactly what to do but I think it really helped um each group come up with these really individual ideas I think any more guidance would have maybe caused us to all kind of go in the same direction but I thought that was really interesting at the end to see kind of where each group had gone. Um, I really liked that we were given like the freedom to come up with our own idea and kind of be on our own. Um, if we asked like the professors to help us, uh, they could only give us like limited information just because they didn't want to drive where our ideas went, which um, I really liked. Um, and kind of just being able to research and to plan with your group without any like really supervisor like watching over. Um, like of course they were there if we had like logistical like questions or like um, and whatnot, but we really had like the freedom to pursue what we wanted to really. And they really told us like, you can't dream too big, so. It was true. <laughs> um, I definitely agree with Josephine. Like, one of the best parts was the freedom we had with our projects and our ideas. Some sometimes that made us run into some walls mm-hmm. because we were like, maybe this is too much. Um, but those obstacles like really helped like, I guess like chisel away at like what our idea at the end, like our end product, it really helped produce that. 
the students witnessed from themselves a lot of growth, and the obstacles they faced in the program only left them more determined to continue the work and see through their projects, because this issue matters. No matter where you are, um, there's going to be someone breastfeeding, <laughs> and there's going to be someone who is breastfeeding and doesn't have the support that they need to continue breastfeeding, mm -hmm. who doesn't have like um, financial support, like breastfeeding isn't just like, it's not just like a relationship with like the baby and whoever's feeding it. It's really, we learned that it's really a family decision and like entire families are like, like for example, if you have a baby and you plan to breastfeed and um, let's say you plan to stay at home in order to breastfeed, you know, your partner is going to have to pick up a couple more shifts to support everyone. So it really is um, like a parent and like even a family decision. The, the students really blew me away. They came up with project ideas that were very relevant and um, well thought out, well researched. Um, obviously there are time constraints with this experience, but they really didn't let that hold them back from coming up with really interesting ideas. And all, all four of the projects this year were very different, but they were well thought out. My group came up with the idea of creating an app that essentially caters to marginalized communities who might have issues finding resources for breastfeeding or infant nutrition, because largely in the healthcare field and like in general, white women with money are the ones who are breastfeeding the most and who have the access to the information resources on how to best feed their children so we create wanted to create an app that you fill in who you are so like it asks very specific very intensive questions to figure out who you are like if you're a trans man if you're your sexual orientation your age whether you're a mom a dad anyone who's taking care of a parent like it's a very inclusive app you put in who you are your specific circumstances how much you make and then the app will cater to you and find you groups and people you can connect with and hospitals that are friendly for you because they're trans friendly hospitals but it's like really important and like finding new deals and coupons and things you can buy and um like I said the support groups and like finding you um pro professionals who can help you and like connecting you and like a social media thing where you can like connect to other parents to just get like advice and like understanding like how things are working so our app is like more so a support group it's an online support group that's on at hand all the time it's on your phone and it's a support group that helps you not only like mentally and like emotionally as a nursing parent but also helps you medically because it can send you um, information and like lead you to find your best doctor and like any resources that you need so that was our idea so through our research, um, we were really focusing on why the rates were so low and kind of what, what were the underlying re reasons for this. And we found that there's really a lack of education on the behalf of medical providers. So we wanted to kind of figure out a way how to target that. So what we came up with, we had a kind of a two-part project, a two-part solution. The first part was a, we designed a four-part lecture series for students here at Simmons. Um, we also wanted to open up to the COF because of MCPHS and Emmanuel has nursing. Um, but really we wanted it here because of our large population of nursing students. They would really be focused on future medical providers and these current students. 
So each one of the four lectures in this series would kind of be targeting how to support a different marginalized community within breastfeeding. Um, so we have one on how to support parents of low-income communities, how to support parents with disabilities, how to support um, trans parents. But we really felt like educating the medical providers would remove the burden of education from current parents, especially those in these marginalized communities who already have to deal with so many different things, having to do all of this breastfeeding education for themselves can be really overwhelming and oftentimes that leads to them not breastfeeding which of course formula feeding is absolutely okay but we really want to increase these breastfeeding rates because it can be cheaper it can be better for the children our project was a queer and trans inclusive support uh, toolkit for community health organizations and we chose to focus on community health organizations um, because the healthcare system at large is very hard to like make change in. And in addition, the healthcare system uh, is often hostile or uh, discriminatory to queer and trans patients to get support medically or um, just social support in like raising children or, or bringing new life, people would turn to community health organizations. And so we want to make sure that there's a guide for those community health organizations to be queer and trans inclusive. Um, so in our toolkit, we included things like language, like terms you should use, um, how to be respectful of people's pronouns and um, of their bodies. Um, we also included uh, a list of resources, and we were really inspired by um, the Fenway Health Institute, which does a lot of work uh, for supporting the queer and trans community. We were also inspired by a particular guest speaker we had who told us his story. And then we had also reached out to Vital Village, which is a community health organization that also came and spoke with us. The Royal Challenge has been an institutional priority for Simmons since it began in 2011. The innovation of our faculty has inspired philanthropic support, and a significant gift this year enabled the university to expand the program further to incorporate a travel component that will take the student teams to Argentina to apply their solutions internationally. Yeah, so the Argentina portion is very exciting because this is the first year that the World Challenge has included this component. And so, uh, and it was the component that uh, Karen Teeley and I were originally going to be teaching together, and then it, it became part of this year's World Challenge experience. So the students are going to be learning about public health in Argentina, and especially because we have this intranutrition lens, the idea is that for the two and a half weeks that we're there, that the students are going to have an opportunity to get some insights into what some of these challenges look like in Argentina and, and what things may be better, may be more challenging. Uh, so for instance, um, we're we're still uh, developing the curriculum with our partners. Uh, there's an organization called CAPA that helps to facilitate the logistics associated with the experience. But we're, um, we're hoping that we might be able to visit a hospital while we're there, that we might be able to, for instance, make contacts with the La Leche League organization that's in Argentina. Uh, La Leche is an organization that helps with um, breastfeeding support groups, and they've, they've tried to become more inclusive um, with, with nursing for marginalized populations as well, so that'll be very interesting to, 
see if we can connect with them. Uh, we're, we're hoping that students will not only learn generally about public health in Argentina and the history and culture and, um, and all these, these great things that you can learn by going and experiencing a new place, but also that, um, that we'll be able to, to continue having them learn a bit more about the threat of infant nutrition and that they'll have, they'll have a, a, a totally different perspective about the challenges that these, these different communities face that may be very different than what they saw here in Boston. I'd say that the travel abroad portion was um, what made it certainly appealing and like especially knowing not only that you get an opportunity to travel abroad, but knowing that you get an opportunity to travel abroad and see breastfeeding and like infant nutrition in a different environment is like super important. Um, I think that a lot of times we neglect cultural um, differences in like basic things like feeding a child. So the opportunity to explore that topic, which is already like a topic that people don't talk about or like know about enough and also seeing it in a different like light is like really cool and was um, something that drew me to the program. Mm -hmm. And that was like that political science connection for you? Yeah, like I'm very much interested in like um, different uh, like different ways of looking at one issues, like seeing it from different perspectives, whether it be cultural, like I'm an Africana studies um, major too. So like in terms of like thinking about um, minority populations and like historical things that might influence, like that's something that attracts me. So like that opportunity made it, I, I would have applied regardless, but that made it definitely something that I really wanted to be a part of. And I hope that that's a time when they force us to leave our comfort zone, our American like privileged perspective and look at it from a different um, lens and a different cultural view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm excited to um, go to Argentina. And if my project is not, if what I made isn't, um, if I'm not able to do that there, like I'm excited to change it and learn how I could make it more accessible to people in Argentina. A program like Simmons World Challenge would absolutely not be possible without the coordination from faculty and teaching assistants. The students found their mentorship instrumental in their experience. I just want to shamelessly plug the professors that were in charge of it because I think that they did a great job. I think Professor Ramirez and Professor Teeley and particularly Ben Cole in terms of like how he organized it. I don't know how it was organized before in his proposal, but this was flawless like in terms of like how it worked and how functional it was and how helpful it was. And it's been like, like I said, a work in progress and this is working. So that's it. Yeah. And you can tell they put a lot of work into making it, and I really appreciate the professors. They were all great professors. Like, I would rec- like I would take a class with all these professors if I could. Um, they were all really great to us, and knowing that, like, not all teachers are always there for you, and I feel like these teachers were especially there for us and gave honest advice. Like, Ben Cole, like, he said what he honestly felt, and I needed that. Like, I don't like when people sugarcoat things, so I appreciated that, and it made our project even better, so. I think the teachers were great. Yep, agreed. So they were not professors I had previously interacted with since I am not in nutrition or nursing or any of the health sciences, um, but it was great to kind of have that connection with new professors. Yeah. 
And they're from different fields coming together for this yes. interdisciplinary experience. Yeah, and I know in the past they've had professors from all different, you know, um, the different colleges and different fields um, for these different challenges, which is why I think it's so exciting, especially to see, you know, which which one's coming up next. <laughs> There's something to, to be said about the faculty who organize World Challenge, um, because the the way that World Challenge is set up now, I'm not sure how it was in previous years, but the format that it's in now is very conducive to teaching, but also forcing students to teach themselves. So like having people that spoke to us that weren't professors, but were actual people speaking to us and then telling us to go, I essentially figure it out and giving us like, hey, we'll be there to help you, but this is your thing. It made it, very I don't know how to um, say this but like it made it so that we were paying attention and we were actually learning I guess is what I'm trying yeah and it and that's also something that was good like these people are professors they do teach classes but seeing them as people that we can just look to for help and like not with like worrying about grades and stuff like it gave me another I don't know perspective of teachers and like it made a better connection with teachers for me blue was like great they were extremely helpful extremely down to earth and they were like pivotal in making a lot of our projects possible and calming a lot of us down my group met with blue a lot um they were very helpful with the uh language and terms part of our toolkit and they're also very helpful in practice presentations. Yeah, Blue's just an awesome person. Yeah, we love Blue. <laughs> we love Blue. When I was listening to everyone's interviews and putting together the story for this episode, I noticed a change in the scope of the challenge. All the teams approached the issue from many different perspectives. Not only that, I noticed an evolution in their personal and professional development, and the students noticed it too. I never expected to see myself pitching like an idea that I had like this and um, I thought it would be more scary like I thought I would be more scared throughout it because when I was talking to Ben before he made it seem like people like just some people just couldn't handle it and I was like oh my gosh like what am I getting myself into but I was like I'm still gonna apply anyways and it turned out being pretty manageable for me at least so I guess I got a a different um, outcome than what I went in with my ideas that I went in with. Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest, I wasn't expecting to be changed by the experience at all. I was really just expecting, like, it's the type of thing that'll be helpful because it shows I can work with people, resume builder, also get to go abroad. But I think the experience um, has been, obviously, it's a work in progress in terms of, like, how much it has changed as a program. But I think that all of the warnings that we had beforehand that made it seem very scary were based on a program that had happened before and the program has evolved to be something that is not just manageable but also extremely beneficial to shaping a type of um, Simmons student that 
can go out into the world and express themselves and conduct research in a formal way and present it and learn to vocalize their ideas and become a worldly person. Um, I think this experience was really conducive to that sort of character development. Definitely, I got a lot more information on breastfeeding. Um, that was definitely one part of it, which I think is really important because then, you know, in my future, if I have kids, that information will stick with me and, you know, maybe I can help support the people around me more with that too. And then I also feel like I gained a lot of skills just with team building. I don't think I'd ever really done such an intensive, independent project with a group before, just because, again, all my previous projects and classes, they've had, you know, they've been really structured by the professor, which makes sense for a class. But with this kind of project, I think it really helped me for, you know, in the future if I have a job and I have to work with the team to just create something. So I think those skills are really important and I do think I really gained some from this experience. And I think that's what the coordinators wanted too because again that was the purpose of them being so hands-off. I think my favorite part was just getting to know my team and kind of seeing how we progress so much in, sh in such a short amount of time um, because no one in our group, I mean, we all kind of knew each other just because Simmons is a small school and we're all in the same year, um, but just getting to know everyone and kind of getting to know their different work styles, getting to see all their unique opinions and experiences and kind of how that blended. I think it was just really amazing to see this group of people come together and work so well together without having any other experience like this before. I think it was really amazing to kind of see us go in just in 10 days from not really knowing to each other to producing this wonderful project that we're all really excited about and becoming closer because of it. Definitely like for one, being an advocate for your patient. I think that's like a big takeaway that I took from it, but also like, as Christina said, like um, having to like communicate with like people in the community that you wouldn't have done so otherwise, um, I think that's really big. Me and Christina went to um, a Vital Village Breastfeeding Boston Coalition meeting, um, and we talked to a lot of like current medical providers and telling them about our, about our ideas, and like they're still in contact with us to go present to um, to. Um, other members in their um, collective so I think yeah it's, <laughs> it's gonna go yeah. a long way <laughs> yeah. yeah it's cool that I can really see um, in different ways all of our projects moving forward like beyond like beyond this ten these mm -hmm. 10 days one thing I found really interesting was how comfortable we got talking about breastfeeding and different health aspects um, of, for example, like giving birth in a hospital, like different things that happen to your body and um, how breast milk is produced. Um, which for, for, I think, at large in the public is like stigmatized to talk about because um, like talking about um, female bodies or breastfeeding, like breastfeeding in public is already stigmatized in the United States and so I found it really interesting how we got very comfortable talking about it and that made me realize that just hearing people's stories and sharing this is so important has such a great impact. If you're not already convinced that the Simmons World Challenge is awesome, the participants offered their final thoughts. Would they recommend this program to other sophomores? 
if you're willing to take on a challenge, do a real challenge. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> that was so corny. <laughs> I'm going to push for this for sure. Like, I'll tell people about it. It's worth it. It was worth my time over break. Like, I actually enjoyed coming back here and working with these people. Like, made new friends. Yeah, I'd also recommend World Challenge. And I think... Um, the thing that I would advocate the most for is to make sure that the students applying are taking advantage of this opportunity to the fullest. Like, not to say to exclude any students, but like if you are someone who has not traveled abroad or like can't travel abroad or hasn't had the opportunity to do an extensive research project or hasn't had the opportunity to be one-on-one with a faculty member, these are all these are all the things that this affords you, the opportunities it affords you. And if you need to develop those skills and like get out into the world. So this is for those people. And like, I wouldn't advise anyone to sit out regardless of what you're going, like whatever your background is. But if you don't think that you are able to do independent research, you should definitely still apply (laughs) because like this really changes you as a person. Like it's not something that anybody should sit out from or think they're not qualified for um i also liked like the community like not only within like our groups but even like between different groups i think Mm -hmm. we got a lot closer and we even had like we had a community dinner like the last night (laughs) and we all like had like a potluck style dinner and it was fun (laughs) i learned a lot about myself from this program like how i work in groups what kind of tasks i'm comfortable with what tasks that i need to like work on to be a better group member and really how much work and research how much work research takes and to come up with a fully like fleshed out project mm-hmm. um, and I think that experience is really valuable in whatever future things that you do. I think I would absolutely recommend it. It's just such a unique experience that it's really hard to get anywhere else because you're with your peers, you're here, you're just only focused on this for such a short amount of time and it produces these amazing results. So really in the future, I just just hope it keeps on going and especially with this added international portion, I really think it'll offer students such a unique perspective on these different issues, but then also through examining these issues, you get these skills that can help you in the future and with any different problem that you approach. So I really think it's just such an amazing experience and I would absolutely recommend it. And I hope to see, you know, all the exciting projects that happen in the future. Um, I think this program is successful only if the students involved come from so many different majors. For example, my team, I'm biochem. Uh, One person is public health and biostats, another is exercise science, another is English and uh, women and gender studies. I think at a liberal arts school to have different majors and different backgrounds in a small group really allows for such different ideas to come to life. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, My group was, I'm nursing. There's someone who is um, data science and then biochem and then um, economics and public or international relations. So I think like the like I thought it was going to be really similar because I'm a science major and it's, um, you know, science and nutrition. But there was definitely a lot um, 
there are a lot of places where I think non-science majors really like thrived and like us science majors were like what (laughs) so definitely having the different majors was really helpful and really um provided like different points of views to things i would especially recommend it to them if they're a student that feels like they want to take on this kind of challenge that they that they want to try to you know do something that is going to make a positive impact on the world because it's not just a matter of what they do in these 10 days. These students are going to continue on in their academic and professional careers, and we hope that some of the lessons they have will help them take action in the future and, you know, make make impacts even beyond what they do for this particular course or topic. So I think that if there are students that, that feel like they want to learn more about working in teams, that they want to learn more about, about, how how you can you can work on a project like this and try to come up with an actionable problem to something that might seem very intractable that um, that that that's that's definitely something I would recommend to any student especially the ones who may be particularly motivated and and really care about you know whatever the topic happens to be for that particular year and on the on the subject of teams too I wanted to mention that Professor Mary Shapiro from the School of Management at Simmons has done a really great job of making sure that the curriculum we use in World Challenge for building teams and 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 um, managing teamwork um, and helping teach students how to work productively in teams that that's been a, that's been incredibly helpful and I'm glad that 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 kind of support um, is um, is available to students so that they can really have very positive team experiences. I'd also say that it built confidence for me as well. Like normally I wouldn't consider myself a bad public speaker, but the first time that we practiced presented, I was extremely nervous because it was the first time that I was presenting something that was uniquely my ideas, wasn't based on a class, wasn't information that I already read and had to just like like interpret and like present in a certain way. It was completely something that um, I and my group had come up with. So there's a lot of agency that comes with this type of work. And I think that that is part of what makes it so exciting. Um, And also like Darshel said, nerve wracking, but also makes it so, so worthwhile. Like it changes you as a person having been part of the program, honestly. And that sounds really corny, but having to do work by yourself with people that you may or may not know for long periods of time, problem solving on your own as an undergraduate student, and then presenting something that you know is not just one person seeing it, but may actually impact change. It kind of sets a fire under you to work hard and also look for other opportunities later on and explore on your own what you can do to make a difference. Thank you to all the students who spoke with me about the Simmons World Challenge, Lauren, Josephine, Darshell, Hallie, and Christina. Thank you to Sherry Ramirez as well. It was a joy speaking with you all and learning about your ideas, and I learned a couple of new things about nursing that I didn't before. This podcast was brought to you by the Simmons University Office of Advancement. Produced and edited by me, Sanaya Sampson-Hill. Music is credited to purpleplanet.com. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Simmons Alumni and our SoundCloud at Simmons Under the Surface Podcast to catch our episodes every first of the month.